chaos was having no orders. Yeah. It was silent. You know, and people think chaos is really loud and makes a big noise. No, this chaos was empty. This chaos, this chaos was silent. This chaos was like unnerving. Mm-hmm. I was there going, and that's in a way, you know, that, that really makes you pay attention to it. It mm. wanted me to learn something. Hi everyone, I'm Fabio, the host of the Shaping Chaos podcast, and today I'm I'm really excited to have David Hyatt on the show. Uh, David, along alongside with uh, his uh, wife, is the conf- the co-founder of uh, Hyatt Tenen, the jeans company focused on doing one thing well: jeans. He's also the co-founder of the Do Lectures, uh, an event that gathers a lot of doers um, in Wales. And David, do you mind if I read? Um, your yearbooks number three introduction, which is the no, description no, of, of <laughs> the mission of higher demon, is which is yeah, um, yeah. it's really interesting and I think it's very uh, important for our conversation. Um, so I'll just uh, read it very quickly. Um, okay, so David goes along and says in the introduction of the yearbook number three, which I have here, <laughs> uh, it says uh, most most company fails because of one reason. They never start. If I had listened to logic or the other bad boy reason, we'll have never started. Bringing manufacturing back to your town is hard, but hard doesn't mean impossible. Hard separates you from others. Most people do not want to endure art. They prefer easy. Easy is a default setting for most. But if you can learn how to do hard, then it separates you from others. As I write today, Higher Tenin is the only British brand making its own gins in its own factory, bar none. There are 16 of us involved in the Higher Tenin, and we have another 384 jobs to create. Yes, that won't be easy, but easy doesn't build great. If you have an idea, no matter how hard it may seem, go after it. Back it. Back it with everything you've got. Make hard submit to your ridiculously. Relentless, relentless, unstinting, that's a new word for me, uh, belief in your, in your idea. And you sign with David Hyatt. And the reason why I think this is very uh, important for our conversation is because it talks a little bit about chaos, the chaos of the hardship of bringing back 384 jobs. And my question for you today is, have you ever been in a particularly chaotic situation while you were running your business? And how did you manage that? I mean, uh, to be fair, I've been in lots of chaotic um, <laughs> situations. Um, and I, like, I guess the, the point you're trying to make today is actually chaos is, is good. Like, I think chaos is good if there's some clarity in the chaos. And uh, and if you're completely in chaos and clueless and have no idea about how to get out, chaos is a very bad place to be. Mm-hmm. And and so, but I think of um, I think of chaos as a place where you go. It gives you incredible clarity because that's what you need in chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, and to give you one example. 
when we launched Hyatt Denim, we had an incredible amount of press. Almost every newspaper in Britain wrote about us, bar none. Mm-hmm. And, and actually what happened then was we had six months worth of orders in a single month. And so we couldn't actually make all the jeans orders that we were getting. And, and people think, oh, that's a really nice problem to have. It is, but nice problems have to be solved too. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I was getting stressed because the first relationship with our customer would be they'd have to wait six months for their jeans. And it was, that, wasn't, that wasn't the way I wanted to launch. Um, so what I did was I closed the website. And, um, you know, that, I thought back then it would give me time to go and hire more, you know, people to make our jeans because um, that would take a bit of time to find them. Yeah. Uh, and also um, you know, it would give us time to go and get all those back orders made. And, and, and so the logic was there. Uh, and, um, and then when we reopened the, uh, the website in three months' time, Actually, you know, like this remarkable thing happened, and that was we had no orders. Oh. And so I doubled our costs, and I'd taken pretty much all our like sales away. So mm-hmm. it's a classic, uh, it's a classic um, bankruptcy story oh. because you suddenly go, "Oh my gosh!" Um, and so that was that was sort of chaotic thinking. It was in some respects, the right decision to make, but now in the benefit of hindsight, you go, it's completely the wrong decision to make. And, and so, but actually that chaos brought some incredible clarity for me because I sat down for five minutes when I didn't know how we're going to go and pay everyone in two weeks time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not a good place to be. Yeah. Um, as a business owner, I'd persuaded really good people to come and join me. And um, really, like, like they, they trusted me. They left good jobs because I told them, you know, we're going to go and get 400 people their jobs back. And, and, and there I was going, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to pay everyone at the end of the month. Yeah. And, and so, you know, as much as the chaos was going on around me, um, I had this moment where I sat down and I went, well, 80% of my time is spent on social media and it's bringing in 20% of my sales. <laughs> and 20% of my um, time is spent on my newsletter and it's bringing in 80% of my sales. So I had this moment of clarity in that crisis. Mm-hmm. And so, and then ever since then, ever since then, I've gone, right, the thing that I'm going to spend 80% of my time on is building my email newsletter. And that's what we've done. And, and, and that email newsletter has built the company. It's yes. got us out of struggle. It's got us into Thrive. It is, without doubt, the most important you know, sales tool that we have. We put a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of love into that thing. So, so that chaotic thinking is, um, was, you know, like, it doesn't make sense. You can't, there's no founder entrepreneur who would go and close their website for three months yeah yeah and, uh, and then there it was going yeah i think it's, it's the obvious thing to do <laughs> um so 
so uh, and so I was creating all this chaos and um, but I used that chaos for clarity mm-hmm. and, and it provided me the clarity so I think that's the purpose of chaos is you know the purpose of chaos is there's a tendency for entrepreneurs to stick to what they know stick to what works and and the, the thing is, change needs you to change before you are required to change. Yeah. And so, so, and that's the purpose of chaos. Sometimes, you, you know, if there's no chaos um, in your company to a degree, mm. um, I think there could be no company also to a degree oh, in a okay. period of time. Because the, the, the thing of you trying new things which you don't know are going to work, is almost essential. It's, it's a requirement for you to go and try those things. And so you, you've got to go and try and you know, cultivate a culture to allow failure not just to happen, but it's a requirement that we fail all and try all these things um, because out of those things will be the future. Mm-hmm. And um, So you... you... You mentioned a little bit like clarity and you mentioned uh, how you probably weren't prepared for the chaos, right? So it was an unconscious decision that you made. Okay, I'm going to take the website down and let's see what happens. Uh, but are they like, how can one prepare for this? Like, is, are there any tools that it can use for when, when in chaos? I think that, I mean, like you have the most important tool and that is listening to your gut. And okay. so, and so um, in, in essence, you have to use and trust your instinct. And a thing for me is like, you've got to be really calm in that situation and know that ultimately with certainty, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, because like for some people, chaos is something that they can't handle very well. Yes. And, 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 um, and, and, and that's why some people shouldn't be entrepreneurs. Like literally they should, they, they, because you need to embrace the, the chaos in order to take the learning that it wants you to have. Hmm. You know, chaos is a great teacher if you are able to be a good student in the chaos and but most yeah. people aren't they're terrified in the chaos they don't enjoy the ebbs and flows of mm-hmm. it and so um so but there are great teachers in that chaos and and for me you know like it's chaos was having no orders yeah it was silent. You know, people think chaos is really loud and makes a big noise. No, this chaos was empty. This chaos, this chaos was silent. This chaos was like unnerving. Mm-hmm. I was there going, and that's in a way, you know, that, that really makes you pay attention to it. It mm. wanted me to learn something. You know, it wanted me to learn that actually, Dave, you're spending all your attention over there. (laughs) 
because social media is the cool thing. Social media is great. Oh, la, la, I got hundred likes, uh, and then then chaos is going. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Uh, the business is over here, Dave. Now, are you going to learn the lesson I want to teach you? Chaos yeah. is a great teacher. Uh, are you going to be a great student? And mm -hmm. and that's where you have to go and put yourself, and yeah. You have to go with it. And I mean, I'm not a surfer, but you know, by all accounts, you know, you have to, when you get you know, taken down by a wave, you have to not resist mm -hmm. because you will use all that energy up and you, 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 know, you will pop back up. Uh, it's you know, the opposite law of gravity. You will pop back up. But <laughs> if you fight the wave, you might not pop back up. And so, and I think chaos is like that, where you go, if you resist it, you're not open to the teaching it has for you. That's incredible. And I, I think like um, when you talked about just shifting everything to email and you wrote a book about how to, how to start a company based, based, based on your newsletter. And sure. in, that, in that book, you, there's a, a kind of framework that has been very helpful for me. Um, to think about what is um, maintenance and what is momentum. So you talk about the MM, which you use on a single, on a daily basis, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, were these frameworks um, a result of that, of that chaos or was it something that you read in a book or something? You know what I mean? Like, most of the things that... I didn't really read about the, the maintenance and the momentum thing, uh -huh. but it, it, it's... But in a way, if you think about it, um, a business is very good at you know, getting you to go and spend a lot of time on the thing that it wants you to do. And, and so it's the day-to-day -day stuff, the things mm -hmm. that you have to do. It's the ticks on the box that need ticking. Um, and, and that gets you to a point of being a really quite good business, but yeah. it doesn't actually make you exciting. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't actually excite you either, which is quite important. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so the 20% is momentum, is trying things that you don't know if are going to work. And so that's the chaotic part. Okay. Now, and so for me, it's 20% uh, chaos, 80%, okay, we just got to get this stuff done. This is what we normally do. Blah, blah, blah. And... And, and the balance of 80-20 is important because if you had 80% chaos, then you really wouldn't survive the end of the week. But I think if for a business, if it's 100% um, yeah, sort of maintenance, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to survive. Yeah. It's not that healthy and, and it's not that interesting. And so, yeah, and you, know, like you need the chaos to go and... Um, create the future company mm -hmm. and uh, and 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 the maintenance the maintenance is only really taking care of the current company okay and so so for me those distinctions are really important where you go mm -hmm. the 20% the chaos is creating tomorrow and maintenance is only really making sure you're around today mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's why i have those distinctions because for me i'm going well uh, the, the chaos is needed for us to be a really interesting 
and viable company in the future. Mm-hmm. And yet most entrepreneurs are only taken care of today. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, my business went away. I'm going, yeah, well, you didn't plant any seeds for tomorrow. And then you go, oh, um, there is no tomorrow. You go, yeah, you didn't plant any seeds today for tomorrow. You mm-hmm. were just busy on today. That leads me to uh, creativity, which is something that it's very chaotic. And it's something that you guys have been doing this for. You, you, like everything that you put out is encouraging creativity, is encouraging um, just try to make it, just keep, keep at it. And, and the question I have for you is, what's the most uh, significant barrier for creativity and innovation that you have found? Because most people are in the maintenance mode and they forget about the chaos part. Um, I think the hardest part for maybe a creative person is when they've found something that's worked, they found a little formula. Uh-huh. Um, and, and the temptation at that point is just keep doing that. Yeah. Because I know that works. And, mm-hmm. But when you first did it, you didn't know it was going to work. So that was really interesting because actually that was the experiment. And you go, then you go, oh, I found if I do this, you know, like it works, I keep doing it. And so the, the challenge for creative people is to not stick to their formula. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of Radiohead and they had a, you know, their first album was a big, big hit. And, but the interesting thing is, when they came to do the second album, they could have gone, look, the market likes this. Let's carry on giving them what they want. And so, <laughs> and actually they did the opposite. Uh, and I, I mean, and uh, the second album, I'm going, I first time I played it, I go, oh my God, that's pretty tough. <laughs> um, and uh, I played it again and it was still tough. Third time I'm going, oh, actually it's quite interesting. And so, so, Radiohead challenged me and the product was good and, Mm -hmm. but they challenged me. And so, um, so, but they didn't have to, they could have carried on with their formula. And, and so, but when you sort of think about Radiohead in terms of their mission was to be Mm -hmm. one of the most influential um, bands in the world, not the biggest is of course they would you know throw away everything that they learned on the first album and did a completely new album for the second time because they wanted influence and and so oh and so for me the biggest challenge of and the biggest scary thing for a creative person is like suddenly they have success because mm-hmm. the human instinct is i'll do more of that <laughs> that's what they want. Is that, that is was that, easy. I know this works. And especially if the and especially if they made a ton of money from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I mean Colin um Greenwood came down to the do and uh you know again, you know, you, you, a lot of your people won't know the do, but it's an incredible event down in West Wales. Um only a hundred people. It is it's bonkers. Like <laughs> the tickets sell out in the morning. Like there's a waiting list. It is. It shouldn't be a success, but it just happens to be 
amazing. Um, yeah. But he came down, it wasn't filmed because he was a secret speaker. And he just, he described how they work as a creative team. And, okay. you know, they all come in with different influences. And, and their challenge is to do um, not a radio Radiohead album is to do an album where they are currently at at that moment, and and so they're different people to when they last recorded their last album, and and that's what they you know, understand is we're different people now, so yeah. this is a different album, and, and and I think that's the challenge for creative people is you know like don't do not you know rest on your laurels do not sit with that formula that just happens to work each and every time you know you have to go and surprise yourself yeah and when you are surprising yourself you're surprising everyone else mm-hmm. because you don't know what you're going to do next and they don't bloody know either yeah that but that sparks me the question how do you relate with fear then because that's so related well, I think fear is what are you fearful of, and uh-huh. um, and and mostly it's not like fear of will my family stop loving me if I do something terrible. <laughs> well, no, that's not the fear, right? Is because yeah. you know um, your mum's always going to love you, mm-hmm. uh, and your wife's always going to have your back. Your kids are always going to go. You're hopefully their hero. Um, um, so what you're fearful of is people you've never met mm-hmm. and you probably never meet making a snarky comment on a social media platform and uh which in 10 minutes time will disappear anyway and and so so and when you just go why are you giving a shit about what they think because the people that you um do value their opinion of um, if you do something wrong, they're going to tell you. Yeah. And you trust their opinion. Uh, but most people are fearful of people they never met and never will meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you can dismiss that fear, and because you know deep down where, like, if you're following your formula, you're not that worried about launching something because yeah. you kind of know you've stuck to your formula, it's going to be fine it's to a degree. <laughs> Um, when you're really interested in is you don't actually know if it's going to work or not. And, mm-hmm. and also you don't give a shit if people like it or not, because you've done something where you've pushed yourself to another level, whether that level is a good place or a bad place, who knows, but as a creative person, you are really interested in when you don't know the end result. Mm-hmm. And you're actually really boring, creative person, when you actually do know the result, because you followed your formula. That just makes me uh, think a lot. Uh, so I see a lot of works on of books on your background, and I'm thinking, what what are you what are you um, what inspires you today? Because uh, I'm curious to understand what's on the mind of someone that creates such amazing content like the the books, the do books, the uh, writer CEO, that is just something that you knew that you created. It's very inspiring. Um, so I, I'm curious to know more about that. Well, I mean, uh, it's um, it, 
I suppose the thing that I'm interested in now is trying to be in the zone where I make the biggest impact. And, mm. and what I'm trying to engineer each day is not to be busy. I'm really, uh, that, you know, that doesn't really excite me is you know, am I doing, you know, two or three hours on stuff that really matters to me each day? If I keep doing that every day, then, you know, I'm going to, you know, have great output because most people are just busy. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing that really excites me is to try and build a team, which is hard. And, 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 and I keep telling the team, when, uh, literally, <laughs> I, I'm really a terrible leader. I'm a terrible manager. I, you sh- um, I feel sorry for you for having me as a boss because I'm, <laughs> I am chaos. I, I, okay. because, um, but I'm pushing the team to try and do their best work. Mm-hmm. If, if I can get them to do the best work they've ever done, then I'll have done a good job. And, and for a coach, it is that thing that you've got to... Um, Create an environment where it's safe, but there's tension. Mm-hmm. Because if you, if it's all lovey-dovey, um, hippy-dippy, you know, this is great, da, 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 that's going to smell the flowers. You go, um, isn't life beautiful? You go, yeah, it is. Um, um, but creativity needs some tension. And that's so true. sometimes I have to try and gauge it when, um, you know, who to push uh, you know, who to lean on um, and to be a coach, whether that's a sporting coach, a business coach, um, mm-hmm. that is the challenge for me because I, I'm not a natural born manager of people. I, I, I can barely manage myself. I am, you know, I am almost, you know, I am myself the chaos theory. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think, um but I do believe in people and I love to see if they could do their best work. And, and so I'm terrible in as much as I will buy them any co- uh, course, any learning, online learning, any books, anything I can to go and get them to think very differently about stuff. Mm-hmm. You've know, you got to think that we're down in West Wales. We're not in New York. We're not in London. We're not in Tokyo. But in a way, we're competing against those people. Yeah, and and they, you know, in non-COVID times, you know, they are they're surrounded by people who think differently, and um, and bless the team, they got me, um, <laughs> and so, but uh, I, I'm, you know, I kind of um, I definitely keep myself on my toes, uh, but I also keep them on their toes. But I'm trying to keep create a culture for them to truly understand their potential. Mm-hmm. I can't get them to, I can't do the work for them. I can only tell them that they can do the work. And, uh, and, I, I, and, I, and I share with them people who are doing brilliant work. And, and so I can't, and I've never been able to give anyone, any human being a hunger to go and do great work. Um, that hunger is already in them. Yeah. Um, I can try and, you know, build that, build on it, but I can't put it there in the first place. And, and, and that's the importance of hiring, you know, hungry people. And, and for me, hunger is much more 
even more important than talent. Because um, if they're hunger, they'll bloody work out how to do it. <laughs> David, thank you very much for this conversation. I, I'm really like just the amount of interesting things that you shared with us. It's incredible. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I hope it was useful to everybody. And um, yeah, like if they're in ever in West Wales, I'll, I'll pull the kettle on. I'll make them a cup of tea. Awesome. Thank you. Take care now, Fab. Bye. Bye-bye.